0: Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by editor of thewolfpacker.com and fellow co-host, Matt Carter. But that's not it. we got another man in store for you today. It's staff writer at the thewolfpacker.com, Ethan McDowell. And yeah, three-man podcast today. We, we got everybody out for the podcast because that's how big of a game this is. Number five, Clemson hosting. Number 10, NC State. First... T- uh, First matchup between two ranked teams in the top 10 in NC State Wolfpack football history. So, uh, you know, game day is going to be in Clemson. Uh, You're going to have the ABC coverage in primetime. You're going to have Herbie on the call. Um, Hopefully no favoritism to his sons that play Clemson. Um, That might be a topic of discussion on the message boards. But we'll get into all that good stuff uh, during this podcast. Big matchup. I don't have to explain it to the listeners. But before we jump into the analysis, uh, some quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, you can also watch us on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it and give this video a thumbs up. Uh, we're on social media. You can follow our main account at The Wolfpacker. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin H. Will and give Ethan a follow. At Ethan McDowell, I'm pulling up Twitter just to make sure that that is indeed his handle. Ethan, feel free to chime in uh, if I got that incorrect. I'm not looking if you are giving a thumbs up here, but uh, and Ethan M. McDowell. That's right. Ethan M. McDowell on Twitter. We're on Facebook too, NC State Wolfpack on the Wolfpacker.com. Last but not least, sign up for a special deal for just a dollar. You get a year's worth of premium subscription to the Wolfpacker.com as part of the On3 Network. All the premium NC State athletic news and information, recruiting intel, access to the message boards. Uh, it's, it's a great deal. I mean, it's it's a dollar. You can't get anything for a dollar anymore. You, you go to the grocery store. You're in the candy aisle. You can't get a Hershey's chocolate bar for, for less than a dollar, but you can get a year's premium subscription um, to the Wolfpacker.com. You can be an informed NC state fan. And isn't that worth a whole lot more than just a dollar. So anyways, uh, sign up for that deal. It'll take you through the Textile bowl next year. Most likely I I have not looked at the 2023 schedule yet. Um, I don't think that date has been released, but uh, assuming NC state plays Clemson early on next year, it'll take you through the Clemson game next year. All right. Let's, uh, let's start talking some football because I felt, felt a little scatterbrained there. But I think a lot of NC State fans are feeling a little scatterbrained this week and maybe looking ahead to their weekend plans. You know, it's hard to focus on work during the week just when you think about this top ten matchup and whatever's going on in Matt Carter's background in the Coleman Publishing headquarters. Uh, <laughs> um, but, Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Or maybe I should throw it to Ethan if it's loud back there. But um, I mean, just initial thoughts on this game. I'll throw it to Ethan first because, Matt, something's going on in your background. But, Ethan, um, this is your first year on the NC State football beat, not your first rodeo in terms of watching ACC football. But uh, I think it's probably a little different for you because you're not used to how kind of odd of a position this is for the Wolfpack in terms of, again, we, we said it earlier on, it's, just, it's the first top 10 matchup for NC State in its program's history in football. Um, so just from your view, Ethan, I mean, is this a little sooner than expected? I mean, it kind of what's your perspective going into this game? Are you going down to Clemson this Saturday? And uh, just just your thoughts entering this huge blockbuster matchup.
1: Yeah, so last year, um, months before
0: I even even thought I'd be covering NC State football,
1: um, probably the most fun I had watching a college football game last year was um, last year's Clemson-NC State game. It was an instant classic, and I love to see that upset. And um, as soon as I joined the Wolfpacker and I looked ahead to the schedule, I mean, this is obviously the game for Clemson, and it's a game for um, NC State where they can really, really kind of just jump onto the national stage. Um, for any doubters that are out there about NC State now, if they got up, go down to Clemson, they um, stop what I believe is the nation's longest home winning streak and, like, teetering on, like, a record-long home winning streak. they can disrupt that. I mean, there's no denying that um, NC State has arrived. It's hard to kind of understate the um, potential stakes this game could have for the NC State program, and it's hard not to get excited about that, even from um, – like a journalist point of view this is the type of games you want to cover um when you get into this profession and uh, i am going down there matt and i are going to drive down there friday and i'm really excited for that um i've heard many great things about the atmosphere in clemson um game day is going to help with that even more um and it's super exciting um and uh i mean the season so far is set up pretty well for it it, both teams took care of business in the non-conference schedule um NC State uh, looked shaky at times, but um, they're four and zero, and the last couple games should give NC State fans a little more confidence. And um, Clemson fans should definitely be encouraged by the way um, DJ threw the ball last week. So it's really exciting. It looks like a top ten matchup, since you know, of course, it is. But both teams look like two top ten caliber teams, and I'm really excited for it.
0: Well, I got I to gotta admit, Ethan, I'm, I'm jealous of you guys uh, this week, and I would love to be there with you in Death Valley. Although the weather, we'll, we'll get to the weather, but it might be a hurricane game. I have experienced an NC State hurricane game. I I, I was a student uh, when NC State hosted the Fighting Irish, and Brian Kelly decided, hey, it's a good idea to throw the ball 20-plus times, and hurricane wind and, and rain, and NC State ended up winning that game. Um But, yeah, I thought you you hit a lot of great points there. Matt, I'm going to turn to you as the more experienced uh, scribe on the NC State beat. You're going on two decades here and and longer than that of being an NC State fan and and follower. Uh, I'm thinking back in my entire – I'm 25 years old. I can't remember a bigger football game for NC State than this one. And, I mean, I'm no historian. But, I mean, let's face it, the history of NC State football has been – solid good football but it has never been on the on the biggest national stage this is a rare phenomenon for nc state to be in a featured prime time national game of the week game day coming to clemson matt is it fair to call this the biggest game in nc state football history
2: uh, well hopefully the background noise isn't too loud i think it's the fan in the office justin and ethan been in this office they know the fan can get a little loud and annoying uh i'll add to the anticipation they are debuting the pat mcafee alternate telecast uh for this game so uh, not only do you have chris fowler and kirk hope street on abc you can go to espn two and watch pat mcafee and his friends uh broadcast the game as well. So first time. So it's getting the double network treatment. Um I gotta weekend. say, big fan of that programming
0: decision yes. from ESPN. Love the idea. Not gonna start watching it this weekend though.
2: <laughs> right, too 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 big of a game. Maybe maybe next week. Yeah. Uh so you know to answer your question, is it, is it the biggest game as far as I can remember, you know, nineteen uh, excuse me, two thousand and two. They they actually just beat Clemson decisively in Death Valley. They got into the top ten of the polls. Uh, People were starting to realize, you know, NC State could win out. I think they were 8-0 at that point, and Georgia Tech came to town. And I was reminded this week, listening to local radio, uh, I remember the opening theme. They had uh, Chuck Amato with his Corvette riding around the Beltline in Raleigh with the Sopranos theme playing uh, in the background as he drives up to Carter-Finley. You know, they were kind of mocking the Sopranos opening uh, credits, for those who have seen the mock. They're not mocking, but, you know, um, and for those who have seen it. Uh, they end up losing that game, unfortunately. They had, they led the whole game against Georgia Tech. A couple of weird things happen. End up losing it. It was very deflating. And then they lost to Virginia in a rainstorm the next week. And then lost to Maryland, who was Philip Rivers' nemesis for four years. And never beat Maryland. And then the end of the year beating Florida State and crushing Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl. That's the closest I've, that comes. But that Georgia Tech team was good, but not top five. And it wasn't on the road. And um, there wasn't the... You know, there were expectations but not like this year, preseason expectations for NC State, so yeah. Folks <clears throat> have a top ten matchup. I don't know if there were some games and you know, the nineteen the White Shoes team, I can't remember if nineteen sixty seven or sixty nine. I believe it was sixty seven. You know, they got up to number two or three in the country and played at Penn State. And I know they lost on a goal line stand. I don't think penn state though was ranked that high at the time and also that was pre social media and television broadcast in every game um so yeah that was a totally different era it was, means a far less excitement i'm sure than what's going on uh saturday but i can't wait to talk about the weather either so let me know when you're ready for me to break out my weather geekness <laughs> All right. We should, let,
0: I think we should just jump right into it. I mean, I I, I texted Matt earlier this week. In fact, it might have been it might have been yesterday. We record this on Wednesdays. I think it's posted on Thursdays. Um, But I asked, is there is there a chance that this game gets postponed just due to the weather? Because uh, you're seeing some of the schools in Florida move their games location wise. Uh, I don't know if any of it been postponed date wise. I, I know that uh, South Florida's game was moved, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think they're playing ECU, but uh, besides the point, hurricanes coming through the southeast. It's that time of the year, tail end of the hurricane season. Um, what should we expect, Matt Carter? You you tease that you have done, have, meteorologist Matt Carter over here for uh, the weather segment of the Wolfpacker podcast. How 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 much hurric- How much How strong will the hurricane conditions be on Saturday? Is this going to be like uh, back in, was it 2016 or 2017 when State hosted Notre Dame? 16. Okay. Uh, I was there. I'm sure some of our listeners were there. Um, That was the first time that I've ever experienced rain that hurt because the wind was blowing so hard in that game uh, that the rain was just coming down sideways. And, I mean, it was a torrential downpour – The entire game, all four quarters, even leading up to the game and pregame. So, should we expect conditions like that, Matt, or is it just
2: going to be pretty rainy? It won't be like that. Um, uh, You know, that was was like the peak of that hurricane. It was Hurricane Matthew, hello, um, that came through. and um, It actually made landfall that morning, or overnight, I believe, and the peak of it coming through Raleigh was right at kickoff for NC State Notre Dame. And so, but see, that hurricane had traveled less land, still had a little bit of a punch left to it when it gets to Raleigh, so it was still breezy, obviously, Justin can tell you. And uh, I remember all the Notre Dame press people freaking out because of the uh, the lights were shaking above a friendly Stadium. Um, I remember leaving the stadium and none of the... Um, lights were on, under the, uh, you know, stoplights were running. And there was a tree down in front of the Murphy Center. So we probably shouldn't have played that game. that day. Probably well, not. Probably not. But well, it was a lot of fun in hindsight. Um, I think the good news is, is as we're recording this podcast, where well, the bad news is, it's terrible, by the way, for Florida. So I'm, I'm not trying to make light of anything. I just saw a camera of the Storm surge in Fort Myers. It's pretty, it, it, um, very powerful stuff going on down there. But it is moving faster than anticipated. And the latest track suggests that College Game Day might be a fiasco in the morning. But by the time it gets to kick off, I I'm cautiously optimistic and hopeful that a lot of the heaviest rain will be out of the way by the time we get close to kickoff, uh, that the heaviest wind will be gone. And even then, the hurricane will be significantly weaker because it had traveled over the state of Florida and through the Carolinas. It's going to be tropical depression level winds if that, at that point, so, um, But I do think that plays a significant factor. If it's wet, and Ethan can chime in if he agrees or disagrees, I think it it favors Clemson if it's a wet game. That's my opinion. I think if it's a rainy, similar to Hurricane Matthew type game, that favors Clemson. That's just my opinion.
1: I'm I'm completely with you there, Matt. I mean, one of the biggest revelations for um, DJ so far this season is he's been a really productive runner. And if they're um and you have Will Shipley in the backfield too, who NC State fans are familiar with from his days in high school, but um when you if offenses are essentially reduced down to read options or design Q B runs or just handing the ball off, that 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 favors Clemson. I, I don't see much of a way that um NC State would have an advantage from that. Um and DJ would probably be the biggest factor in that game if it came down to it, because um I think Devin Leary is you know, top-tier quarterback in the ACC, but he's not exactly what you'd call a dual-threat guy. So um, I think that would definitely favor Clemson.
0: I disagree with both of you guys. I texted Matt yesterday that that I think that the weather will uh, benefit the pack uh, simply because it's going to make Clemson's offense a lot more one-sided. Look, we saw Uyonga lele able to throw the rock in Winston-Salem last week. Even in the best conditions, I don't expect him to have that type of production through the air against this NC State defense. But, I mean, through four games, what has been the strength of this NC State defense? It's been well-rounded. It's been good in pass coverage and against the run, but it's really good against the run. And, look, it's going to have its toughest test yet against a Clemson team with the best running backs this NC State defense has seen this yet this season and the best offensive line this NC State team has seen this season so far, not to mention, you already mentioned it, Ethan Uyungle's ability to, to run the ball. Um, but I mean, do you really want to have the, if you're a Clemson fan, you want to, you want to have your season on the line against this NC state run defense. I mean, we'll see, maybe they say yes, but I've got all the confidence in NC state's, you know, front six, front seven. And, uh, I just think they'll be able to stop, stop the run, uh, rain or shine. And if you take away the ability to throw the rock, you know, I think NC state wants to win a rock fight because you look at NC state on the offensive side of the ball. They've, they've had their struggles through four weeks, just like Clemson has. And you know, if it's, if it's rainy, but not windy, I still think you can get the pass game going a little bit. You can get there Thomas on some underneath routes, get, you know, I think it's gonna be—it's got to be a big Thayer Thomas game. You, you gotta feed Thayer, uh, rain or shine. I mean, you know, if it's if it's twenty twenty-five mile per hour winds, you know, maybe you're not throwing the ball as much. But he's gonna be the best option in these short pass game type completion opportunities. And here's another factor: if it's rainy, that's when special teams becomes a really really huge factor. And uh, you know, I'm not doubting Clemson's ability to be a good special teams program i think they're fine but as we know nc state is one of the stronger programs in terms of special teams being able to block punts have a great kicker um know, I, i just i just think that the elements will play into nc state's favor uh and if it's super rainy i mean we'll see how we'll see how how long those clemson fans can last in in death valley in terms of you know you're going to be expecting a prime time road road night game in one of the best environments in college football if it's if it's a beautiful night but if it's gross out there i mean how long are these uh you know 18 19 20 year old fans going to stay out there we're not talking about the same crop of college college student sections like we were 20 years ago 20 years ago i'd say it's probably still full house but this is the tiktok generation guys i mean <laughs> there's probably going to be a good half of that student section. It's like, do we really want to be out here struggling through three hours of, of, of rain, torrential downfall when we could, you know, maybe just, you know, go, go back, go back to the frat houses or whatever, and, and party for the second half indoors. And you know, we'll see. I, I, I think Clemson's going to be pretty solid in terms of the fan element, but I think the hurricane conditions could maybe take away some of that home field advantage. I, I don't know if I said anything that you guys agree with there. I think
2: Clemson fans will show up regardless. I I, yeah. I, I think they, uh, they're a different breed, different culture down okay. there with their football. But, um, I mean, you bring up a good point. I think it would be very hard for both teams to move the football if it's raining and windy, which is, I think, an important distinction. If it's not windy, you can still try to do something throwing the football got to be very cautious about it and very realistic about it You shouldn't be trying to throw the ball 30 yards downfield right but short passing game could be very realistic for you we know Devin Leary can be accurate um and we know thayer thomas i think you bring up a good point we know he's sure-handed he's about as sure-handed as you get you see it when he catches punch uh He's a real good asset in a game like that. My worry is, if Clemson's run defense is outstanding, too. I and mean, they've got probably the best defensive line in maybe the country. Um, even without, you know, sure it didn't seem like Javier Thomas was going to play based on some of those early reports and his own words. But, you know, they still have a lot of weapons. And I think one thing that's different about this game is Tyler Davis didn't play last year. All Clemson against Wake Forest, Tyler Davis is a very disruptive force, a defensive tackle. Uh, Brian Bresi got hooked towards ACL against Century State last year during the game, so he was not on the field at the end of the game. So this is a different Clemson defensive line and a better Clemson defensive line. Uh, I kind of, you know, I'm more with Ethan. You take away, if you make it a one-dimensional game, you need multiple threats to run the ball in the back in the backfield to run the football. Otherwise, they're just going to key off on Demi Sumo or Jordan Houston. I remember that Notre Dame game. They didn't score, but the one time NC State drove the football the length of the field was when they took Ryan Finley out and put Jalen McClendon in. And now Notre Dame suddenly had to account for both Matt Days and Jalen McClendon in the game. And that made a huge difference. Uh, Of course, yeah, I think they got stopped on fourth down. I mean, they had to try to go for it at your own 20-yard line, even though that's normally a field goal kick. Um, So, and then I'll kind of lastly add, before I turn it over to Ethan, uh, very good job on DJ's last name, Justin. I know you're just trying to say that over and over to prove that you know how to pronounce his name. And you can just get it to roll off your tongue like that so well done uh, as soon as his name became a household name you know I just
0: just practiced it it's <laughs> yeah, not that, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's DJ Uyangalale and Giannis Antetokounmpo Yeah, we're in the biz
2: man <laughs> see that's why he's in TV Ethan and we're, we're
1: writing <laughs> well, well I think Uyang, Uyangalale oh my god I can't <laughs> pronounce it um, D- DJ Uyanga Lele. ah shoot, I'm sorry, but um, Anga, U- Uyanga Lele. All right, Uy-anga-lale. apologies, Uy-anga-lale. DJ. <laughs> but I I think he's going to become even more of a household name because um I've been a huge fan of his since um he was a highly touted recruit coming out of California, and um I I always thought he had the tools to just be an incredible quarterback, and I was um a little bummed when um he kind of underperformed at Clemson last year. But watching him in that Wake Forest game, um, he looked incredible. And um, I, I think um, we might that might have been a, him turning the corner a little bit, and we might start to talk about him as the um, five-star like top 50 recruit, I believe he was, coming out of high school. So there's a little tangent on DJ there. Again, apologies for the pronunciation issue. But um, <laughs> um, as far as the fans go, yeah, I think clemson Clemson's just um, different. I think it's going to be an awesome atmosphere no matter um, how it goes. And um, As far as uh, the weather playing the NC State's advantage, um, one point I do agree on, Justin, is you said that when it's raining, as long as it's not windy, um, you can still get the um, passing game going a little bit. And um, one thing that was encouraging against UConn, I thought, was um, how they used the screen game. And they did that a little in the prior games also. But um, they got the same, Sane like, pretty involved um early in some like swing pass situations and screens and um, he looked pretty good on that he was able to get some good yards after catch um daryl jones i believe has had a couple of nice screen plays and then of course you have thayer thomas who has shown an ability to um get good yards after the catch as well so if they can do that against clemson and we just kind of like hammer that um it's a lot of kind of spreading the field with those short screens to the sidelines and then you know then you get your demi sumo up the middle um get stuff like that going then maybe yeah maybe you could um have a nice little balanced offense going there but um i just don't think um i'd be very surprised if the first play of the game is a um, deep shot to Thayer thomas down the sideline
0: yeah probably probably not the same uh play call that you're dialing up against that yukon defense that you're probably you're probably not going with the same approach against uh clemson that defense on the road in prime time uh, I, I will admit, you know, I will admit with the with the rain, uh, you know, Eileen, NC State edge, you guys say Clemson gets the edge with the rain. Where I will agree is, you know, watching that Clemson-Wake Forest game last Saturday, before I even was aware that the hurricane was going to be a factor in this game. uh we lost Ethan. Hopefully he rejoins here soon. Um, Matt, I'll have you look out for him to rejoin the pod here. But what I was going to say is, you know, I thought my analysis for this game was going to be really simple before the hurricane got involved. And it is can Devin Leary take advantage of this young Clemson secondary? Can, can he, cause that seems to be Clemson's definite weakness. Welcome back, Ethan. Definite <laughs> weakness uh, on defense is that young secondary. They're very skilled up front. They're a very good run defense, but we were able to see that Wake Forest was, I mean, Sam Hartman had, Game of his career thus far, and he's had a pretty darn good career in Winston Salem. Way oh, throw five, six touchdowns. I mean, six. I know he had his he had his career high. Uh, you know, threw for over 400 yards. So, you know, th- that Clemson secondary is out there for for the taking, if the conditions match up to that. So, you know, I think it's advantage both defenses uh, if the rain gets becomes a factor. I think it's going to benefit NC State's defense. I think it's going to benefit clemson's defense uh i give nc state the edge in terms of special teams um but you know the one area that i'd say maybe you don't want to see too much rain as a wolfpack fan is that was a that was a a potential mismatch that nc state was going to be able to you know take advantage of and maybe they still can if it's just raining but it's not that windy is can Devin leary and this receiving core take advantage of that clemson secondary um Anything anything to add to that before we turn our conversation to the spread and the over-under and just kind of I making... Kind
2: of th- couple thoughts here. We talked a lot about the rain. I think we're going you know, to do that. What if the rain had moved out, right? like say good conditions, field is in good shape, and it's, an, it's a fair, even, square matchup. Um, I think you hit on what the key is for NC State, which is to take advantage of the secondary. It, is, it was a shorthanded secondary against Wake Forest. Um, that, is, that was a young secondary against Wake Forest, and Wake Forest is not a team you want to be throwing a young secondary at, against for two reasons. One, Wake Forest has a great receiving core, maybe the best in the ACC, and they got maybe the best quarterback, you know, in the ACC he's certainly in the conversation with Sam Hartman throwing them the football so that alone is challenging then you add to it the nature of the offense with the slow mess which can freeze a corner and they really love to throw deep vertically out of that and so they put a lot of challenge particularly because Clemson liked to play press coverage on their corners and they just weren't ready for that not many corners are you have to be really disciplined you really need some experience against it. And, you know, the Clemson started giving some help, playing more Jones, putting some safeties in there. That's slowed it down. But then what happened? What Forest all of a sudden found some room to run the football in the fourth quarter. Um, so, but you're right. Can NC State take advantage of that in the passing game? It's not the same offense. All due respect, NC State that hasn't proven they have the receiving core that Wake Forest has. Uh, at least not yet. Um, secondly, on the other side of the football, a lot has been made about Clemson's improvement. It's, it's the second most points they've ever scored through four games of the year. But as I noted in scouting Clemson, I do think you have to put a caveat of who they have played into that conversation. And Wake Forest is not a good defense. It's, it's better than last year's Wake Forest defense, but that Wake Forest defense was terrible. Um, they played Furman, who's in the FCS. They played Georgia Tech, who's ranked, I think, 101st in yards per game allowed. And they played Louisiana Tech, who's ranked well below Georgia Tech in yards per game allowed. So, we, we may not know everything about Clemson's offense. Maybe it's legit. But it could have also been a little bit of a byproduct of the schedule. I think we're going to learn a lot about Both teams. I know a lot of people nationally are like, we're going to learn a lot about NC State, are they for real, yada, yada, yada. We're going to learn a lot about Clemson too, particularly on offense. Is the the improvement that DJ is showing, is that a byproduct of the schedule or is that legit? Can he do it against a top flight defense like NC State? Now go back to last year. I felt for DJ last year because I think, you know, he kind of got thrown into a no-win situation. The receiving core was not up to Clemson standards last year. The offensive line was struggling at the beginning of the year. And, oh, by the way, who did he start the season against? Georgia and that NFL defense. And then in week four, he plays at NC State and a top-10, 15-caliber defense. And his confidence got shot. So, um, you know, good for Clemson. Uh, Fortune that the schedule set up much better this year But we're gonna learn a lot about Clemson's offense so They're kind of my if the game is played in fair conditions And we remove all the weather elements from it then it becomes a game of Can NC State throw the football on the secondary? Um, can entry State contain Clemson's running game and kind of make them one-dimensional They're very balanced on offense and DJ is very hard to tackle uh, he's shown that a couple times. And then lastly, can NC State avoid mistakes? That's kind of something they have not done a great job of this year. A lot of pre-snap penalties. Twice fumbling the ball on the way to the end zone. Um, you know, can they avoid those mistakes in that environment? You know, can the offensive linemen be disciplined not to commit penalties when they can't hear the snap count? And they got to go to a silent, silent count. All those type of things. How are they going to handle that? Um, yeah, that'll be big too. But uh, thats just my synopsis. If it's a fair weather game. Well, let's uh, let's let's turn it over to Vegas and
0: just paint the picture for how the bookmakers see this game. The the we talked about it a little bit on the post game reflections podcast on uh, Sunday, Matt, uh, after the UConn win. NC State opened up as a a seven-and-a-half point dog going to Clemson. The over-under was set at 43-and-a-half. Those numbers have changed since over the past few days. NC State is now a a six-and-a-half point underdog, Clemson being favored by a six-and-a-half. And And the over-under total has dropped down to an even 40, most likely due to the hurricane conditions uh, coming to Death Valley. I think i mentioned it on the podcast on sunday but if i didn't i was thinking it it's like you might might want to go ahead and we initially liked the over just in terms of ideal conditions but as soon as you heard that hurricane was coming you might want to go ahead and take that under while you can because you knew it was going to drop um ethan i'm gonna throw it to you uh, since we haven't heard from you in a while and you had some you, you, you left us for a second there but thankfully you're back now what do you make of the six and a half point spread do you think um you think that's spot on, right on the money, or do you think there's an edge to be had here?
1: Yeah, I mean, so first of all, sorry about the audio issues. Um, glad I got those fixed. But um, I think that's about right. I think, in, man, I'm definitely at the point. It's automatic three points in um Crimson's favor, and I think that's entirely fair. And um, I think it has to be close enough that uh, I don't think the conditions are going to let it be a blowout in any direction so uh, i think that under a touchdown is smart um i i do honestly i'm biased but i take nc state there i think it could i'm currently have my prediction in for it to be about a or four point game um in favor of clemson i'll go and about that website tomorrow but um so i think the spread's about good as far as the over under goes um I think these are two really good teams and they'll find a way to book it up Twenty. Um, I think I'm going to have it around like a 21-17 game. So for the people um, hoping the best line that doesn't help much since that has not the total right at 38 points. But um, I would, with the weather's trending as well, I would, um, I think I would drift towards taking the over here because if the conditions end up being good, I think these teams will be able to score some points.
2: Matt, do you uh, do you see it similarly? Uh, I think the spread is pretty much right on. Yeah, if you if you paid the buck for the site, you already know what my initial score was. Now that score was weather being fair. Um, if the weather is fair, I would hammer the over. By the way, I, I Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. All you Can need you, is what six touchdowns? That's it. Yeah. Can you do that like now, or I mean, is it locked in? I've never placed a bet, so get locked in when you. Uh... Well,
0: well, technically, Matt, sports gambling is not legal in the state that's of. I said, I, yeah, that's probably, but I've never. But a if bet. if if you have a uh, if you have a buddy that lives up in Virginia, and uh, you know could could run over to the local casino or. I believe online sports gambling is, is legal in Virginia. So you could have them log into their FanDuel account or whatever. Yeah, you could ap- you could absolutely go ahead and take the over on uh, 40 points. And, and if you really wanted to get frisky with it, this is probably bad gambling advice because you never, ever, ever want to tease a college football game because college football can be so random and the odds makers... Uh, you know They have it down to an exact science in the NFL. It's not exactly the same in college football. There's just so much uncertain uncertainties out there in the game of college football. You don't really want to tease it, but this might be an opportunity to tease where, for those that aren't familiar with the teaser, that's when you can adjust a spread by six points by stacking two picks together. Both of them have to hit for your bet to win, but you could tease NC State up to a... Twelve and a half point underdog, and if you wanted to take the over, you could make the over under total 34 points. So if both of those hit, NC State wins or uh, loses by 12 points or less, and the over under goes over or the or the points total goes over 34 points, then that tease would hit. Maybe something to look at there. Maybe maybe something to look at there. I don't. This is one of those games that is somebody that has some. You know, emotions involved in the game. I don't. I don't want to have any dollars on it. I just wanna. I just wanna enjoy the game as it is. Because you never want to have that feeling of, uh, you know, oh well, the outcome I wanted happened, but my bet didn't hit. So now I feel kind of half and half. You know, just might want to just enjoy this game.
2: But yeah, that's why I got out of fantasy football. I, I got tired of having to pull for Tom Brady because Tom Brady's on my team. When I pretty much dislike everything about Tom Brady being my, my quarterback. Sorry to Ethan. I know Ethan's in Boston. That's probably blast for me up there, but I don't think Ethan cares that much. But, uh, no, um, not, not a Patriots
0: guy? You,
2: not a okay. Patriots guy. Okay. Oh, he, yeah, okay. he's a Miami Dolphins guy. Yeah, he probably agrees with me on Tom Brady,
1: right?
2: 100%. Okay, yeah. See? So. But Adam, Ethan,
1: maybe,
0: maybe, or may, well, yeah, we we won't talk too much fantasy football here. But Ethan, maybe you can help me here. You know, as a Dolphins fan, should I start Tua in fantasy this week? Is start. Okay?
1: It? I say go okay. for it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right.
2: That's enough fantasy football talk. Let me ask this: If NC State wins, where are they in the polls next week? Mm-hmm. I say they take Clemson spot. Put them five. Think they go all the way up to five. All right.
0: I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see who's in front of NC State. I, I gotta. Let me, let me pull this up. All right. Well, they're not. So, I mean, who does, who's Kentucky playing? Who's, I mean, the the teams in front of NC State right now that NC State could potentially leap over. You know, assuming the top four win: Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. They win. They're not passing. Any of those teams. Um, so that means Clemson would probably be the first team you're thinking they could pass. Then you got USC at six, Kentucky at seven, Tennessee eight, Oklahoma State nine. Uh, does anybody know who Kentucky yeah. or Tennessee plays so both that are, off the top of their
2: head? Kentucky has a huge game at Ole Miss, who's like 14th. Okay. Um, Oklahoma State has a big game at Baylor, who's like 16th. Um, yeah. I think Tennessee is the one that had the light game this week. But they may not even be playing this week. Um, okay. Let me... Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see Tennessee on yeah, the they're not, uh, they're not playing this week. On so the they docket be a, here. They may be a victim of idleness. Um Let's see
0: what about USC? Um I think they I got don't Stanford see...
2: maybe. Yeah. No, they have they have Arizona
0: State. Arizona State at home. Herm Edwards just got fired. That's an automatic W for USC. Yeah. But I'm going to be on I'm I'm going to base my prediction on how the poll voters typically typically handle these things. Okay, so if NC State beats Clemson, they're gonna they're gonna jump over Clemson. They're not going to jump USC because USC media darlings. Nobody even if NC State beats Clemson, they're probably still going to think USC is a better team until USC gets a loss. Kentucky, if they win that game on the road at Ole Miss, hard to make the argument that NC State passes Kentucky um, because Kentucky's resume to this point would still be superior to NC State's. Uh, Tennessee bye week, that's an opportunity you could skip over them. And then Oklahoma State at Baylor, ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, You know, maybe I'll say either Oklahoma State loses – or Kentucky loses, so they'll jump over one of them. They'll jump over Tennessee, and they'll jump over Clemson. So that would be one, two, three spots. They'd be the number seven team in the country uh, with a win. That, I'll say, that, that's I'll my. Say, uh,
2: I agree. I think a lot depends on Kentucky and Oklahoma State. Uh, I partic- I kind of agree. I think they would probably skip Oklahoma State, but I'll go six or seven. In that range. So, so
0: you, you think – so State and Oklahoma State win. You think State skips over Oklahoma State?
2: It'd be close. That would be a second loss for Baylor. And so I, I don't know if that influences things a little bit. Yeah. It's still a road game, but that would be a second loss for Baylor. You know, I'm not sure. Oklahoma State so far has beaten Central Michigan, Arizona State, and Arkansas Pine Bluff. So – you know, you gotta figure in entry State win against Texas Tech my count. You now let's say Texas Tech beats Kansas State this weekend on the road. Kansas State's ranked now, maybe they got a hangover from beating Oklahoma and Texas, Texas, Texas Tech would be ranked. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh you know. So I would think if they win six or seven in that range. Ethan's the yeah, most it, optimistic. It, it... Import- yeah, I, I'm,
0: I'm sorry to burst your bubble there. It's your first year on the NC State beat. I mean, look, only but so many good things can happen to NC State at one time. To, to catapult into the top five after this win, do I agree that maybe they deserve it? Absolutely. But just with these voters, the way they pay attention, no. Yeah, I... I Six or seven, probably probably best-case scenario. Important to note, though, Kentucky, Oklahoma State, both underdogs on Saturday. Oklahoma State's a two-point dog at Baylor, and Kentucky's a seven-point dog uh, down in Oxford. So, um, you know, lot, uh, I mean, that's three underdogs in, in the top ten this week. Um, so it could be some parity in college football. But um, last thing, do they move college game day to uh, Little John? If it's if it's too rainy, is that an option?
2: I would think they have to. You know, I mean, I I, I think the uh, conditions are going to be worst around that time. Um, it depends on how windy it is, I imagine. But uh, or lightning, what have you? All I know is Ethan and I are doing the smart thing and going drive down Friday night. Got a hotel in Greenville. You know, maybe we'll hit up a Waffle House or an IHOP in the morning. Walk our way down there to like, old-time shake in college, you know, and, uh, or uh, uh, Bojangles or something like that. And, yeah, okay, the, now you're talking. Well, yeah, I made the mistake of not booking a hotel with a continental breakfast. Sorry about that, Ethan. So, yeah.
0: It's okay. You're in the South. There's a lot better breakfast options than whatever's gonna be offered at the continental breakfast. I definitely agree. Bojangles in the morning. Waffle House is the post, the post game move. So that Good that point. You go to Waffle House after you're done with the recap. You know it's gonna be probably midnight, one o'clock. You're probably still gonna be wired from that game because the environment's gonna be electric. Nobody's going to sleep as soon as they hit the hotel. So go, go get yourself an All Star Special after the game that'll that'll do the trick put you right to sleep afterwards yeah
2: hopefully you have a hotel saturday night too uh yeah we do we definitely okay. do so okay. I'm, I'm looking at the noon game to see if ethan and i will agree on what game to watch at noon on tv uh, so that might be another battle then we'll have to have to figure kentucky out.
0: Ole miss boom there you go kentucky Ole miss unless you want to watch michigan iowa Maybe Louisville, Boston College. What do you think, Ethan? <laughs> I'm good so, on that one. <laughs> it's you know I will say it's kind of liberating to uh, you know branch out from the ACC environment. You know it's like uh, I don't I don't really need to watch this Boston College you know Louisville game unless it's really just the only thing on. But uh, uh, okay, last last thing. It sounds Ethan. You said. You already teased it. We're going to have the official predictions out. You guys post that tomorrow, right? Yeah. Okay, so this podcast will be coming out at the same time, basically, as your game predictions. So we can go ahead and lay them out there. Ethan, it sounds like you have Clemson winning by four. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I have 21-17 Clemson right now. Um, adjusted however you want. But I think a four-point margin of victory sounds about right to me. Um, If it's going to rain, like we've talked about it at length, I think DJ has the advantage um, as a dual-threat quarterback. I think he's a very productive runner, and um, he's shown he can make the difficult throws this season. So I think um, putting all that together, I think they have a slight advantage under what is the current projected weather conditions. Um, If it ends up being nice weather, then maybe I would switch that maybe a little, like, NC State by three or something like that. I am very optimistic about NC State's chances in this game. I just think um, Death Valley, that environment, and the weather combine for them, um, what I think is going to be a very close NC State goal.
2: Matt? If it's fair weather, I have Clemson winning 30-21, to 21, I think. Um, if it's a wet game, I would reduce that to say maybe 24, uh, 21, 17, something similar to what Ethan said. You know, if you add wind into it, if it's just like a total, or maybe it's one of those games where you can't move the ball going one way because the wind, and sometimes that happens, you know? Um, and that could be like an x factor. If the wind is blowing at the beginning of the game and, say, NC State or Clemson is going against the wind and they lose a quarter of offense and then the wind dies down. I mean, that's something that one of those small details that can make a big difference. But um, I, I kind of like – I've been doing this a long time, and this is not a game NC State has won a lot over the years. And that's probably why I'm hesitant to pick NC State. I know this is an older group, a veteran group. It's what they came back for. Um, they certainly are confident they can beat Clemson, because they did beat Clemson. There was nothing fluky about it last year, by the way. Ethan, you saw it. Justin, you covered it. There was nothing fl- If anything, Clemson was the lucky one that it went to overtime, because State missed a bunch of field goals and had a turnover in Clemson territory. Um, so, yeah, uh, NC State should have every region in the world to believe they can win it. But it's just, it's hard to pick them when this has not been a game they have won over the years. Um, those big ACC winning moments, you know, they, they just have not made them a lot. And so, I feel like I'd be bucking history. And so, until they do it, I'm going to pick Clemson.
0: I hear you. I think both of you have very reasonable approaches to this game. Logic would suggest you're probably right. <laughs> but I said it in the season preview. Said it last weekend. I've been saying it all year. It's my bold prediction this year. NC State's going to go down to Death Valley and come back to Raleigh with a W. Move on to 5-0. and Climb up the rankings to number 6 or 7 depending on how some of those games go in the top 10. And it's going to Head on to week six with an interesting matchup at home florida state comes to town could be a ranked florida state team by that point uh nc state are, are they ranked yet florida they're, state yep they're ranked. oh excuse 23rd. me 20, uh, 23rd okay so florida state wins this weekend nc state could nc could be another ranked matchup next weekend in carter family but uh you know I, does it matter nc state by one nc state by seven nc state by 14 it doesn't matter as long as they win and my prediction is correct, so uh, I don't have a point total for you. I think this game will be somewhere around the twenty-one to seventeen range. Um, I, I like that pick, but uh, but yeah, give, give me the Wolfpack. I just think it's NC State's year. If you look at the way you know Clemson beating Wake Forest last weekend, it's pretty much a must-have if you want to win the ACC Atlantic this year. I mean, NC State's not completely out of it with the loss. But then, but then Clemson would have a basically a two-game advantage on both Wake Forest and NC State. uh You know, throughout the rest of the season, Clemson would have to lose twice theoretically for NC State to have an opportunity to come back and win the Atlantic with a loss this Saturday. So, and I think this veteran group understands the stakes, and I think they're ready to go execute. So. Uh, and I think this might be a cue to, to wrap up the podcast because now something's weird weird is happening on our uh on our YouTube stream. So if you're watching us, you see two Ethan McDowells, one Matt Carter and one Justin Williams. Okay, now we're back to normal. All right. Um but that's gonna that's gonna wrap up this podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up now that I'm in everybody's good favors, everybody's listening to this podcast thinking, you know what, Justin is right. I don't I don't they're definitely not rooting for your predictions, so Give me all the smoke. NC State wins this weekend. That's going to do it. Reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to us. Apple, Spotify, Google Play. We're also on YouTube, so you can watch us. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment while you're at it. Follow us on social media. Main account is at the Wolfpacker on Twitter. You can give me a follow at Justin H. Will. And give Ethan McDowell a follow as well at Ethan M mcdowell on twitter nc state wolfpack on the wolfpacker.com give us a like on facebook and uh, last but not least take advantage of that special deal for just a dollar you get a year's premium subscription to the as part of the on three network all of the premium insider information everything related to nc state athletics recruiting unlocks the message boards and you get to read. Everything that Matt and, and Ethan have to say, which is a lot more valuable than a dollar. So, uh, yeah, that that's my plug. If you're, if you're not a Wolfpacker.com member by now, come on. What are you doing? If you're a loyal listener to this podcast, you better be a member of the Wolfpacker.com. So take advantage of that deal, and uh, that's going to do it for this podcast. So thank you to uh, Ethan McDowell and Matt Carter for joining Today, good conversation, guys. Have a safe trip down to Clemson. Hopefully you don't run into too much weather. Enjoy that post-game Waffle House. Hopefully it is a victory chocolate chip Mm -hmm. waffle that you are enjoying at 1 a.m. in Clemson. And uh, I'm Justin Williams. That's going to do it for this Wolfpacker podcast.